So how do I keep my holidays fresh and not let them grow stale? Even more than that is how do I make sure that my life stays fresh? Happy holidays. Welcome. Happy holidays. To Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> what is up, happy lifers? Monday after Thanksgiving. How was your your time with your family? Um, hopefully you it was good and you celebrated it. I heard on the radio that they said actually 15% of Americans don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, there's many reasons for that, uh, I'm sure. Not like I would know all of them, but you know, there's a lot of people that, that work. You can make double time, you know, on Thanksgiving. There's a lot of people that don't live by family. Uh, there's a lot of people from other countries that come from other countries that that um, that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. So there's probably many reasons, and and maybe you're one of those. I don't know, but but I hope you had a, a good time anyway. I hope it's not a lot of pressure on you if you decide not to celebrate Thanksgiving. I mean, I hope you didn't catch too much flack from anybody for that, because you certainly have a right to choose however uh, you want to do it. I talked to somebody a few days ago that talked about how their child doesn't really really even enjoy the food of Thanksgiving and and had to work on Thanksgiving and and she just she said don't worry about coming out and seeing me it's too far you know she had to drive in town and everything like that she said I'll just be fine and and the mother told her daughter she says you know what don't feel pressure that you have to celebrate Thanksgiving on you know, Thanksgiving Day, she said, go hang out with your cousins on some other day and talk about how you can't get along with your parents. <laughs> you know, but she's got a point, you know, oftentimes with all my traveling, um, I miss a lot of the the things with family. I, I'm usually here for the holidays, but sometimes I miss a birthday here or there. I'll miss Valentine's, whatever. But you know what? My wife and I just find another day that that, that we can actually celebrate that because it's really about that. It's not about the actual, we got to make sure it happens on this day. That is a bonus if it can't happen on the day. But if it can't, you know, you can always make something happen. So um, hopefully you had a, a good Thursday, whether you celebrated the holiday or not. Hopefully you survived Black Friday. Hopefully you survived the first official shopping day. Who decides to make the day an official <laughs> shopping day what's an official shopping day the official first shopping day of christmas whatever but hopefully you found some good deals uh did you do it online did you go into the store did you say forget the whole thing i have found personally that i can find the deals that you can find on black friday all year long i'm a shopper man i i don't i don't buy a lot but i shop a lot and that's the key i mean i if i have to buy i don't always find the right deal but if i just shop a lot when i find the good deal i know it and and usually I can find the deals even better than you can get a Black Friday. But there are a few 
few things that you get on Black Friday that that you have a hard time finding deals the rest of the time. So anyway, that's over. Thanksgiving is done, and uh, hopefully we're going to start off our holidays happier by being thankful, by being giving by giving thanks and we're not going to we're going to work hard right happy life or we're going to work hard on not turning this into a thanksgiving but turn, but keeping it a thanksgiving thing and it's going to we're going to try to make this about other people about giving and about being thankful for what we have and not ungrateful for what we don't have so that our holidays are going to be happier uh but now it's thanksgiving is done and usually what happens if you don't go black friday uh shopping uh they go get the Christmas tree. And I know this because I used to sell <laughs> Christmas trees. I did. I had a Christmas tree lot, and uh, it, was, it was pretty nice. It was a way for me to make some money. Uh, December is usually a, a slow month for motivational speakers. Um, you know, when I speak at churches, not a lot of churches have special guest speakers come in over the holidays. And I'm really grateful for, I've, I've got a few in my life that know that's a, a downtime for me. So they always make sure that they book me over the holidays, which I think is so fantastic. I've had a lot of churches and businesses and families adopt us for Christmas because it's, because the holidays can be tough, you know, like I said, to, to make ends meet. And so, um, it's always nice when, when someone treats us that way. It's the, you know, I'm, I'm the recipient of people being giving and being generous and it means so much to me. And that's why I try really hard to be that person, uh, for other people. So I, I had my own, um, my own Christmas tree lot. There was a church that let me use their, their parking lot. And then someone else in the church had an old, um, RV. That's a Clark. Oh, that there it, is an, an RV. RV. Had an old recreational vehicle that they brought on the parking lot, and we I rented the fence, and you know found some other friends that showed me how to do it and where to go and to get the trees, and made some connections there. And so I had a Christmas tree lot for many years, and most people you you know Christmas tree lots usually don't sell a lot. A lot of them don't even really open up until you know Thanksgiving weekend. So I do know that for a fact, and I spent many nights out there doing a lot of reminiscing, talk about, you know, happy life, look, listen, and remember, I did a lot of that out there. I remember there were many times when I was in that RV and and thinking, man, why am I having to sell Christmas trees to make a living here? Am I not very good at what I do? How come I can't seem to make it happen? I had a lot of times when I was kind of down in the dumps. I mean, when you work a Christmas tree lot, you put in you put in a lot of hours. I mean, you know, unless you have a lot of people volunteer, and I did have a lot of people volunteer, but I still was the main person. I had to be there from, you know, opening to closing almost every day. And so, you know, you didn't want to, you want to give everyone the opportunity to buy trees and you don't want to miss anybody or have anybody miss you. And, and so, um, you, you spent a lot of time out there, a time that I would have liked to have been spending with my family and, and wasn't so, you know, um, but then after a while I had to stop selling the Christmas trees because everyone got in the market. Home Depot started selling them. Next thing you know, Walmart got, gets them. Then, then Safeway and the grocery stores get them. Now everybody is in on it. And when all those people came in the market, um, they were able to really shoot the prices down and, I just couldn't compete. I couldn't make enough money. I couldn't compete with all them when I'm trying to, I need to sell a tree for 50 or 60 bucks to be able to make any money off of it while 
some of these other places like Home Depot or the grocery store can buy in bulk a lot more than me. I'm just a small-time operation. You know, I'm just trying to make ends meet. Well, I mean, they're selling trees for 25 bucks, and I, I was paying 25 bucks uh, to get my trees. But I found something out. You know, they, they, uh, the, the guys that delivered my trees, I don't want to... I don't want to mess up anybody's uh, perception here. But, you know, when you go and you ask them, are these trees cut fresh? When you go to the smaller lots, they usually are. But when you go to Home Depot, those those trees have been cut down for a week or so. For the tree farms to be able to give all the trees to Costco and to Sam's Club and to the grocery store, they got to cut them down. And they, they start well in advance. And uh, they say they're cut fresh. But they've been cut for a week or two before they even get to the store. So, you know, they say they're fresh cut, but they're they're not fresh cut. And there's no way to really tell that until you get close to, you know, Christmas and it starts turning brown. Or you when you when you take the tree out of the house and all that's left are brown needles all over the floor. And you've got to be careful getting it through the door because it just <laughs> needles are everywhere. You know, but when I sold trees on my lot... Um, I know they were cut fresh, uh, and they're, they were cut the day they, they bring them to me. And, uh, we would go a week or two after the new year's and we weren't losing any needles because they actually were cut fresh, but they all say fresh cut kind of reminds me of, um, you know, on TV when you're, when it says, you know, when you're watching a performance or a game or something, and there's a little live in the corner, like that's how you know it's live, but. I don't know if it's a recording of the live event or it's live because the word live is in there <laughs> no matter when I watch it, right? So just because it says live doesn't mean it's live. It could be a recording of the live event. And I remember many times going, now, am I watching? Uh, now, if it's at my house, obviously, I know. But there's times when I'm when you're at a store or you're at somebody else's house that you maybe not know, or or you're watching something, and you're like, is this really live, or is this Memorex? No, that's old commercial. It's totally new Memorex. Now, even after 1,000 plays, reproduction so true, we ask, is it live, or is it Memorex? Is this, is this live, or is it a recording? And Memorex was, you know, they made... They made recording equipment and recording tapes and stuff, so they would do that. Is it live or is it Memorex? That was their, their thing. And just because it says it's live doesn't mean that it's live. It could be recording of the live because once you record it, it's going to record that same word live in there. So I never understood <laughs> why they put the word live in there because it doesn't delineate whether it's live or not because of a recording the word still is going to <laughs> – it's still going to be in there. So – I, I don't get that, you know? So I guess my question is, how do we keep the holidays fresh? How do we keep it live? Because the recording of the live says live on the TV screen, just like the live says it on the TV screen, right? And just because they tell you that it's been fresh cut or there's a sign right there, oh, it must be fresh cut because the sign says it's fresh cut. Well, yeah. It was fresh cut. It kind, of, it kind of reminds me of when you go to the stores and they have that big sign out front to get you to buy in there. And and it'll say, everything in the store up to 90% off. Wow, are you kidding me? I've fallen for that so many times. Like I said, I love the shop. I shop a lot. And I'm like, wow, there's got to be some deals in there. You know what? For them to say everything in the store up to 90% off could mean there's one item at 90% off. 
I mean, seriously, that's really what it could mean when they when they word it that way. Like, so how do I keep my holidays fresh and not let them grow stale? Even more than that is how do I make sure that my life stays fresh and doesn't doesn't go stale? I thought about that quite a while. I mean, how do you do that? I got a lot of ideas in my head and you know, this really is what happy life, you know, this totally fits in with happy life. Like, how do you keep life fresh and not just some old rerun? Um, I, I brainstormed, brainstorm. I couldn't think of anything. And so I, I, I was trying to find stuff online and nothing was just coming to me. So I took a break and I went downstairs and I watched a movie. And I haven't even finished this movie yet. And I've already started it like three times. I keep going back down there. But I watched one of my favorite movies is Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium with Natalie Portman and Dustin Hoffman and Jason Bateman. Um, there's a kid actor in there too. I don't know his name off the top of my head. But fantastic, fantastic movie. And the reason why the movie is so great right now is because it's not a Christmas story, but it's kind of a Christmas story. Just like... Thanksgiving just got done. It's not Christmas yet, but it's kind of Christmas yet. It's it's like I'm not ready to watch Christmas Story and Christmas Vacation and Elf and and Fred Claus and some of my other favorite movies. I'm not not ready to watch them yet because I'm not. It's not close enough to Christmas yet. But I'm kind of in the Christmas mood. And Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium is about wonder. It's about toys. It's a, there's there's a lot of without it being a Christmas movie. It, it's kind of a a good go between between being a not Christmas movie and being a Christmas movie, if that makes sense. So, so I've been watching that and I just went downstairs and I just, I'm just going to watch 20, 30 minutes of what I thought. And I turn it on and it was right at this point where something was said and I went, oh my goodness, that's it. That's how you keep your life fresh. That's how you keep from getting stale. That's how you, 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 you keep your life happy with what he said. And, and, um, Mr. Megorium is, is this, I don't know, I'll let you see the movie, but he's a guy that you would consider a lot like Albert Einstein, really smart, but 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 kind of flighty. Uh, people would look at him and go, he doesn't make sense because he thinks very differently, but he's always happy. He always sees the good in everything that's out there. It's just a great movie. You have to see it. But he said this to his protege, his this young girl, Natalie Portman, who was said to, she was going to do something great with her life and she, as a musician, and, and she's stuck, and she just can't get out of this. She's trying to write this, she's trying to write this piano concerto. She was, she was said she was just going to be this amazing, she was this child prodigy, and now she can't, she's working at a toy store. <laughs> she can't, she can't finish this. She, she, she's stuck, right? So in this scene, Natalie Portman and Dustin Hoffman Mahoney and Megorium are doing a whole bunch of fun stuff on this day. And one of the things that they're doing in this scene is they're in this this clock shop with hundreds of clocks. And they have set all the clocks to to go off at, at noon. They have moved them all ahead so they're all going to go off at the same time. <laughs> and just, just because, right? Why not? You know, why keep life fresh and not stale? I, I, while I was searching for what makes sure we stay fresh... Um, I came across something on TED Talks, and it's a lady who spends her life inventing things that are silly, <laughs> that are dumb, and the advantages to that. It, it, and I won't go into all those advantages, but but that's we 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 think that the silly is mundane and that it's trite, and it's but life was meant 
to have silly moments in it and we need to embrace those those times of of crazy and and why not and just impulsive things we need to embrace some of that silly some of that happy you know in in Megorium's Wonder Emporium at one point you know the kid is talking about Mahoney in Natalie Portman's role and he says you know she used to really believe in herself but then she became an adult when she was younger Everyone thought she was a musical genius, a brilliant pianist, and she believed them. But now, as she became a grown-up, she wasn't so sure. I don't know why grown-ups don't believe what they did when they were kids. I mean, aren't they supposed to be smarter? Sometimes we grow up, but we grow up in a negative way. Um, I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid, right? I want to be a Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium Toys R Us kind of kid. And so in this scene, they're waiting for all the clocks to to go. And, and, and Dustin Hoff and Mr. Megorium says, only 37 seconds. 37 seconds. Great. Well done. Now we wait. No. We breathe. We pulse. We regenerate. Our hearts beat, our minds create, our souls ingest. 37 seconds well used is a lifetime. No, we don't wait. We breathe. We pulse. We regenerate. You take the word wait and then you compare it to breathe, pulse, and regenerate. Wow, that's the difference between something being live and something being a rerun. That's the difference between something saying it's cut fresh and actually been cut for for a couple of weeks. He says, no, we breathe, we pulse, we regenerate. Our hearts beat, our minds create, our souls ingest. Then he says, 37 seconds well used is a lifetime. That's what it is to stay fresh and not turn stale. You don't wait. You breathe. You pulse. Regenerate. As far as he said, you know, our hearts beat, our minds create, our souls ingest. I love those words, man. Those are something I want to think on for the next several days, honestly, um, because there's just something there. You know, I either can wait or I can breathe. I can ingest. I can create. And as far as our heart's beating is concerned, when it comes to your heart's beating, it's just like TV. When when it says live in the corner, you don't know if it's live or if it's recording because the live is still going to be in there whether it's live or it's recorded, right? So when it comes to our heart's beating, you can't always tell much of a difference between being stale and being fresh, between something that's been been cut two weeks ago and something that was just cut yesterday between existing and living. You can't always tell much of a difference between stale and fresh, between existing and living. However, there is a world of difference between letting life happen and creating, between waiting for life and having your soul ingest it. Wow. (laughs) That's what I want. I want my soul to ingest. I want to 
I want to squeeze the life out of every moment and savor it and smell it and, and feel it and, and be in it. Even in the dark, difficult times, there is something that can be pulled out of that because down the road, we'll look back at it and we'll probably see that when we look down the road. But man, I want to just ingest life. I want my mind to create. I don't want my heart to just beat. I want it to beat. I want to pulse. I want to regenerate, but I'm not always there. I've thought a lot. I spent a lot of time in my life thinking about regret. Well, I regret when I die. I had a friend of mine tell me that there's always regret when you die, you know, and I've, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I mean, even when I stay at a hotel, I feel like I need to use every amenity they have or I didn't really use my time well enough there and I feel bad when I check out. Isn't that dumb? I mean, <laughs> that's just silly, but that's, that's how I feel. Even if I was only there overnight, I feel like, oh man, they had a hot tub and I didn't use it. They had a, they had a workout room and I didn't go there. Oh man. And I, I tend to have to fight off regret at that moment. But as I was putting this podcast together, I realized something. I realized I was wrong thinking that way. I'm wrong. When I come to pass from this life to the next, why would I focus on what I haven't accomplished? Why would I focus on what I didn't do, what I haven't done, when I can focus on what I have done, what I have accomplished, when I can focus on the lives that I've been a part of and I've helped make better, when I can focus on lives that I've helped change, even if it was just a small bit of help that helped them change, even if it was only a pat on the back or a simple word of encouragement, in both of these scenarios, regretting and reminiscing, my heart's still beating. It says live there in the corner, just like on TV. But is it live or is it not? Because the recording says live, just like the live says live, right? So in both of these scenarios, when I, when I, if I decide to regret or if I decide to reminisce, my heart is still beating. But one of those is cut fresh. The regret is stale. But the remembering is live and it's full of life. I get to choose. I get to choose which way I look. Am I going to look at the regret or am I going to look at the reminiscing? And, and am I going to remember what happened? Look, listen, remember the, the credo, the three-word credo to, to happy life. I get to choose where I put my perception. And we don't want to go through these holidays. And we don't want to go through our life saying it's fresh when it's not. We don't want to go and saying it's live when it's not. Now, most people won't be able to tell. They won't be able to tell if your heart is beating one way or if it's beating the other way because it's it's still beating. They won't be able to tell if the live there on your life or trying to make it look like it's were alive. They won't be able to tell whether that's really alive or just a recording of live. It's still there in the corner, but we will know. One of my favorite Bible verses we've talked about before is Romans in chapter 8. Um. I want to go all the way back to verse 12 and go through verse 15. Um, but I love it in the message translation. It says this. So don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us. Nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. I love that. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you received from God is not a timid grave tending life. It's adventurously expectant. (laughs) 
greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. Man, there's so much to unpack in that. I love that passage. We don't owe this old life one red cent. This, it might say live in our life. We might be going through the motions and no one knows if we're going through the motions or not. And there's nothing wrong with repeating something over and over again, but you can tell if it's reheated. You can tell if it's, if it's live, if it's real, or if it's just going through the motions. We don't owe that old life one red cent. It just says right here in the Bible. There's nothing in it for us. The best thing we can do is to give it a decent burial. And that's my suggestion, that we take this this stale life of ours. If, if there's any part of our life where there's stale in there, that we're just going through the motions, we're just waiting for life to happen. We're just waiting for something to happen. We're letting life happen and we're not creating. We're waiting for it to happen instead of having our soul ingest it. There's nothing in that at all. The best thing we can do with that is give it a burial. And I'm suggesting that that's exactly what we do. We give that a burial. We give the regret a burial and we get on with the new life, with the fresh cut, with the real life. This is really alive. It's not a recording. It's not Memorex. It's it's the real deal. It's not a recording of the real deal. It is the real deal. God's spirit beckons. Wow, what a cool word. Man, I, you don't use that word a whole lot. But he beckons us. There are things to do and places to go. And then he calls it a resurrection life that you receive from God. And if you're having a hard time with your life being stale or whatever, ask God to help. He's here to help you with that. That resurrection life we get is from God. And it's not a timid, it says, or grave tending life. It's an adventure. It's adventurously expected. It's where we expect, where we talk to God like, our most heavenly father. No, that's not what it says. It says greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? What's next, Daddy? Where are we going next? That's the wonderful life that I want to live. What's next, God? What's next? Boy, that was a tough day. What's next? Boy, I got a lot of work to do tomorrow. Isn't that cool? I get to go back to work tomorrow. There's going to be stuff for me to do there. What's next, Papa? That's a world difference between, okay, what do I got to do now? Or what's next? That's the difference between the recording of something live and actually being there when it's live. It says God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. When we just live our life and live like us and stop letting life happen, but we ingest what happens around us. We ingest and we create and we become who we are and we, we are ourselves. That's when life is fresh. And so many times we try to be like somebody else. We, we idolize somebody else or we look up to somebody else or we just wish we could have their talent or their skill or why not just be who you are? Mr. McGoriam says to Mahoney at one point. Sir, hmm? I'm serious. What? I'm stuck. Ooh, to my floor? <laughs> no, sir. What? Like as a person. You remember when I was a little girl and I could play Rachmaninoff's second piano concerto and everyone was talking about my potential? Mm-hmm. Well, I am 23 now and everyone's still talking about my potential. But if you ask me to play the song I know best, I'll still play Rachmaninoff's second. May I suggest you stun the world with Molly Mahoney's first? <laughs> Which takes me to 
the last scene before I came up here to record this. I, I got I got so excited over that movie. I got so jazzed over that movie. I mean, it's midnight now, and uh, but I just had to come up here and record this. So I, I'm I'm kind of dying to get back into into that movie. But I want to end with this. Your life is an occasion. Rise to it. Your life is an occasion. Rise to it. And I want to say that to you. Your life is an occasion. Rise to it. We need you to be who you are, not like somebody else. We need the real version of you, the live version of you, the fresh version of you, not the copied version, not the, the, the one who is just going through the motions. We need you to grab a hold of life and live life and be yourself and, and be fresh. And that comes when God's spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are, Romans eight fifteen in the message. I speak that over you. And if you're having a hard time being fresh, ask God to help you. Ask him right now. Invite his spirit to touch your spirit. Let your soul ingest God right now. Let your mind create right now. Let your soul ingest God right now so that his spirit can touch your spirit and confirm who you really are. Your life is an occasion rise to it make someone happy make just one someone happy and you will be happy too